0: 104th episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, the weekly quiz cast where two professional quiz masters talk about how to write and host great pub trivia, as well as quizzing each other and our guests on our favorite questions of the week. I'm one half of your hosting team, Quizmaster Lee, and as usual, I'm joined by fellow master of the quiz, Mark Davis. Ding, ding, ding. Hello. How are you, Lee? Been better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a rough week, huh? Came out of the gate last week. Oh, I'm gonna have a great weekend at MegaCon, sell lots of art. Congratulations, me. Got COVID. Mm. Got COVID. My man got knocked down. Had to stay. But he got back up again. <laughs> I was wumbling it for sure. <laughs> uh yeah, stayed home and uh we even had to miss a follow up trip that we that I had made uh to surprise Kyle with for her birthday to go see Bright Eyes in Miami. We were still testing positive the day of I was on my thirteenth day, and God. uh yeah, so uh thank you for covering me for trivia the uh, you know you you maintained the coverage even though you were going to cover me for Megacon then I got covid so I still needed coverage. You were mm-hmm. happy to pull through at Ollie's and Absolutely. host a nice guy's pizza style trivia over there
1: mhm yeah, it was a lot of fun, yeah, oh, it was okay. a great
2: it was you know at first it was um. Uh, we weren't sure, you know, I wasn't sure you, you and I had talked about doing it, your style. And um, as we got closer to the date, I was like, Ooh, I don't have your answer sheets and I don't have your bonus stuff. And you were like, <laughs> I think at that point you were so deplete, your, your resources <laughs> yes. were so depleted.
0: You were like, I don't just fucking go do your style. <laughs> I was at That Megacon health bar, one little pill of energy, you know, mm-hmm, ready mm-hmm. to explode into a, a bunch of bits.
2: But I'd be curious to know. I don't know if you got any feedback on on my style versus yours. I know they're they're pretty different. Matt was one of the te- was one of the play- people playing, and I know he's used to my style. But mm-hmm. I think for Sean and the um, just the tips crew, and um, for Jamie and Pedro and and for their team and one of the other teams that was there, I think it may have been a little bit of a a, a culture shock.
0: Um, to play my style but I'll have to ask them about that Uh, I did return to host trivia this week I was getting tested like the day of uh, you know uh, that I had the events and I wasn't getting the results back in time so I was wearing a mask and just hosting trivia and trying to maintain social distance from everybody so I didn't get a lot of conversation time with my players this week Um, Mm -hmm. you know just trying to make sure even though I was you know on day 10 of uh you know, the onset of symptoms, which is what the CDC recommends. I was also, you know, testing positive and checking with the bar to see, you know, what they were comfortable with. And it it's, you know, as a as a quiz master, it's like you're kind of an independent contractor. You're not really an employee, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you know, it it's kind of like it's 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 hard to mitigate right now because you have your state is telling you one thing, like we were already sending one of our kids back to school and they didn't even have like a mask policy for them to return back to school. It was basically like you just wait the time out and you can just come back. So, uh, you know, we had them wearing a mask until they tested negative going back to school, but there's so many different things that you have to consider, you know, like there's the at home test and then the rapid antigen and then the Mm -hmm. PCR and they're all different levels of sensitivity. So, Best. Yeah, when you said the the state
2: there's what the state says I think Florida even on like the second week of covid was saying please spit into other people's mouths. Yeah, that was please openly mouth open mouth french kiss people that you know are positive i
0: remember when desantis was doing the the signing of that he was like taking the pen and he was like licking the pen and then handing it to mm-hmm. somebody that was standing next to him he just grabbed now, a couple dudes of course, and started tongue
2: kissing of course,
0: them. of course we're not being serious but they they are very relaxed here in in the state mm-hmm. of florida so anyways you know just getting all this stuff together i decided and the bar was comfortable with me coming back and hosting and i, I chose to wear a mask and and social distance. And we had a good time, but I'll have to check in with them to see what they thought about the nice guy's pizza style. I guess you could see if they uh, show up at your trivia this Wednesday, at nice <laughs> guy's pizza. That would <laughs> well, be a, a I good definitely, indication. I definitely
2: did no poaching. I, I, I just went and I told them that I was appreciative of them having me in my style and appreciative of you for letting me uh, fill in for you. And um, yeah, I, I think I messaged you because you said something about doing trivia. And then I was like, wait, you're doing trivia. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah. I was kind of shocked, but I, I figured that you took the proper precautions and, and that you, you talked to, um, to Sean and everybody down there to make sure everybody was on the yep. same page. And, you know, I think especially in this day and age where <clears throat> everyone, almost everyone around here, especially going there are more than likely vaccinated and it feels crummy, but it's not nearly what it was when it first reared its ugly head. Thank goodness.
0: So, yeah, the vaccine definitely, you know, helped, I'm sure, um, mm. get me through a little bit more comfortably. But yeah, uh, yeah everybody, you know, just I would say if, if you're in the situation, get tested, get tested regularly and uh, keep your you know business partners in the loop as to what's going on. And uh, for me, it was like we canceled the concert because I feel like sitting in a crowd you know, mm. is a lot different mm. than like I'm going to go into this room and be kind of isolated from everybody naturally because I'm on stage, right? You know, wear a mask, yeah, and take can, those precautions can, versus going and sitting in a crowd for three mm. hours. You know, singing, kissing whoever's next <laughs> <exactly>. to you, <laughs> singing into your mask. No, that's that, singing. Uh, that's not going to work. The calendar
2: hung itself, and then tongue fucking somebody who's just. <laughs> sitting in front of you or behind you or to their left or
0: to your right to their credit um at the fillmore in miami where we were going to go see bright eyes they did have pretty strict um uh, vaccination policy you either had to have shown uh your third dose of vaccination or a negative test from within 72 hours of the show in order Mm. to get in that's how it
2: was when i went to um jawbreaker in chicago Uh, And it kind of caught past guests, Fletcher and Andrew Bernard were with me and they both had to like rush and try and get pictures of their um, cards, vaccination cards. I had mine with me. Um, Then when I saw Primus and Battles in Florida, they made me tongue kiss someone (laughs) next to them. (laughs) Prove you don't Don't have (laughs) regardless. Yeah, they they said they needed a positive result within the past 72 hours or else I couldn't go in. (laughs) wow freaky
0: deaky at those primus florida, shows florida
2: i'll tell you they're <laughs> wild. florida primus shows yeah i don't know if that was more of a primus rider thing or battles but very good show and a very good kiss i'm sure
0: oh wonderful kiss <laughs> <laughs> um despite you know uh you know the uh isolation i still did have some pushback on some of my questions this week too so i had a couple of things i wanted to Ooh. run past you uh not yeah. even my questions but just like it's not even pushback, I would say, but there were disgruntled players. I wonder if this was disgruntled because of me. I wonder if there were No, like, no, no. N- no one was, was screaming for me to come back. So on, Bring us back, Mark. On Wednesday night, we had a situation where uh, one team won the first two rounds. And then in the third round, another team snuck in with a victory. And so one of those players came up to me afterwards and said why a 21 point wager at the end like and i said well there's 21 questions it's a 21 point wager you know it's about i don't know 15 20 percent of the total you know score so it's like not a huge amount but it's substantial enough that somebody could come back and squeeze out a victory that's by design okay Mm -hmm. and they were like it's too much um you know it's it's worth too many points this always happens to us and uh you so know so this ta- is i was
2: going to i was going to i was i was going to ask you yeah. if this was a uh, a usual
0: player or not so this was someone but they were just up against the ropes and had enough yeah they said this is the fourth time that this has happened now i will say also as an aside that even if they got the last question right and even if they wagered all of the points they still wouldn't have won mm. so mm, mm, i mm. don't know that it would have necessarily made a difference if this was worth less points You know, because if it's only worth 14 points, the wager, then, you know, you're going to have the same result, essentially different score, slightly smaller score. But anyway, they said I should get rid of it. I said, well, you know, I've done 419 of these without, you know, any real problem with it. it. seems to be working fine. What do you think? Is that too much? Well, my last question is worth 20 and I've never had a problem. So, no, yeah. I don't think so. I mean, oh, I think um, that's what it was, was I literally wanted to one up your your game. So I, I added one point on. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Well, it's hey, 20 points. We did 21. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> um,
2: no, I mean, I think that um, I understand their frustration clearly. And I know we've talked before about. Um, and I'm not trying to blow anyone's heads up here, but, um, you know, Elise has talked about it with her and Max and I would—I had talked about it in the past with uh, the Wet Boys where if you're playing at a specific location and you find yourself winning a lot, you start feeling bad like these other people are coming here and they want to play and it's clear that they want to win. And am I going to, like, push these people out, you know, because we keep coming and winning?
0: Yeah, you don't want to be a cooler.
2: And, right. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I mean, there are people around here that trivia means something on another level to them. And that, you know, like Elise doing crosswords and me in the past doing a lot of crosswords and people just kind of getting into like the uh the you know the nuts and bolts of stuff and and Wikipedia like rabbit holing and stuff just get such an intense amount of um you know uh they just get very obsessed With minutia and you know, learning all those little things. And I mean, how bad can you feel because you want to be good, because you want to be better, because you want to be the best. And I mean, it's the same thing kind of with Whiskey Tango, where to now it's almost like a joke where it's like, and of course Whiskey Tango wins. And but when someone wins and they beat Whiskey Tango, it's this huge thing. Yeah. And it just happened Whiskey Tango playing your trivia would do probably terribly. You The the style trivia that you do, I mean, it's just much more pop culture based. Mm -hmm. And they would probably not do as well as they do at mine, which is way more general based. If I did an all hip hop round of trivia at mine, they would not do well. Like, I know that there's certain things that they fare less well at. Just like when people ask me questions about geography, I'm like yeah all right you know if i was i would never go to a geography only trivia i would know that i was going to like you know be up
0: against it but i mean that's why i try to balance my category requests you know towards the losing teams they get priority for the uh, category requests i will say though as an aside i have been uh mixing in uh popular categories overall from the location and taking new category requests as a mix so as not to uh you know, get it too homo- homogenized, like we were talking about a few episodes right, right, ago. Right. You know, how's that been going? I think it's been going great. I think that it's, uh, and and now that um I've got close to like ten thousand questions that I've asked total, I have been going back into my suppository mm. and getting some of those old juicy questions that I haven't asked in a long time and mixing those in. And I think that's helped because it's like this is a proven classic at this point. Like if I go back and I'm looking and I'm like, oh, that was a good question. I can have like, you know, four or five of those throughout the quiz that I think just raises the quality of the quiz a little bit. Yeah. And also have a chance to rewrite them slightly, you know, with fresh eyes like. You know, it might be three years since I asked this question last time. Now I can look at it with those Pib's goggles on. I, I was doing that with, with the questions I asked at Your Trivia. I asked some suppository questions
2: and there were a couple that I spruced up or I, you know, flipped the question and asked a different version of it, et cetera. And um and it was you know, it was a lot of fun. And um, you know, I would also say that people that play your trivia have a pretty distinct advantage in that they can look to see what the categories are beforehand
0: Mm -hmm. yeah we post that that on our social media the day of the
2: quiz all the categories except for the last one no nonsense trivia on uh facebook and twitter and stuff um but you know people can go there and see what they're in for and kind of get ahead of themselves and there are some things that are known like your first round is almost always a birthday round so you can you can put in the work to learn the stuff or even bring people that you know, are going to know things. If, yeah. if you look,
0: you can, you can do it. We do have if some teams do it, that, that I, I see them studying the notes, like the birthday. We do a birthday course. bonus round every first round. It's mm-hmm. whatever celebrity and historical figures had a birthday on that day. And, uh, they bring it funny enough. I recycled the uh, week before trivia because I never hosted it because I got COVID And uh, I forgot to update the birthdays. So there were teams that were like, you son of a bitch, Lee. (laughs) Last week's birthdays, we studied today's birthdays today. Uh, I was like, yep. Mea culpa. (laughs) Um,
2: But I mean, so, you know, if you're not doing the work to try and get that, and I don't know if this team is or is not, I don't know which team it is, but. You know, at the end of the day, no. I to that this is a very long way to say no. I don't. I don't think that that's too much. It's one more than what I do. I think it is a generally pretty openly done thing that you can wager big points on the last question and that's just the way it is you know i mean the very least you could do is i guess not deduct the points but then everybody would just do 20
0: points because what is there to lose yeah Uh, i I, I keep it a wager i think i think it's fine Yeah. yeah
2: so i think uh you know it sucks it's it sucks to not win and it sucks to you know feel like that's time and time after time the reason that you
0: lose but clearly it isn't and then the other uh issue that we had this week was with a tiebreaker question now, okay. can you refresh my memory on how you handle uh, Tiebreaker? What's the procedure? So three or less,
2: I just do a question. I bring one person up from each team, no assistance from any other team member. So bring up your best person. I don't tell them what the category is. I just tell them to bring their best all general knowledge person. And I will ask a question that is easy um, to the best of my knowledge. Like how many continents are there? Something like that. Uh, maybe something a little like, a little tougher than that but for the most part just try and get something easy first person to raise their hand has five seconds to answer if we have more than three people i think only once or twice we've had more than three people i've done some other way uh one of them was i asked a question one of the questions was um you know how, oh the 930 year old person who died in the bible when they were 930 and the answer was
0: adam
2: very good ding ding and his package And it's package. Um so my my question was who died at a hundred and whatever years old and it ended up being Noah. And it's funny because one of the teams you could tell they like looked it up in between rounds. They were just like looking up ages Mm -hmm. to find out what the answer was gonna be. Mm -hmm. And because they did that that legwork, they ended up getting the last question or that question right. Another time I did That's um, an
0: interesting strategy, by the way. I mean, how often are you gonna tie and that's gonna come into you know play, mm -hmm. but you know, knowing that it's going to be related because I also make my tiebreakers related to a question that I asked in the round. And this it's, this and particular one, I I found one that they both got right. So I said, oh. <laughs> you know, send up your best Disney Parks uh, player. Interesting. Yeah. Anyways, um, please continue. And
2: then uh, Disney Parks daughter of Rosa Parks. Um, and then we, um, you know, like at the end of playing with Fletcher and Kristen, Kristen never wants to know the answers. She never wants to look them up. And she has gotten mad because we look stuff up and we're like, oh, that was right. That was wrong. That was right. She's like, I would just want to be surprised. I want to get the answers and be surprised. And it's like, okay. So we've learned and we have, you know, we've started doing that whenever we're playing. But I always like to look stuff up, uh, if, especially stuff that's like kind of burning a hole in me. Uh, another time, I think I did something for a tiebreaker that was like, Give me the closest year to something, something that was also related to one of the questions in the round. And I had everyone I did a um uh like a prices right style closest without going over.
0: Yeah, I remember
2: you telling me about that. You and used that to fun.
0: use a buzzer.
2: I used to use a buzzer system. Um it was much ado. I mean, it was basically the same as raising hands, but with a buzzer. Um and it was just a lot of like work to, you know, it was like carrying around this whole buzzer system. This is the buzzer system I bought off of eBay for like $150 and like before when I was playing, when I was hosting trivia at um, Cool Hand Luke's. So this thing has got some age on it, um, but I would have patina. to like, yeah, plug it in and and run the wires and give everyone buzzers for one tiebreaker and tiebreakers are pretty rare, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. um, I was like, I'm not going to fucking do this anymore. Just leave the leave the buzzer system at home and we'll do this the old fashioned way by looking to see who raised their hand first. And it's worked out well. What happened with yours here?
0: Well, I, uh, you know, the way that I do it usually is I say, just shout out the answer when you know it. And if I don't give you a look that says you've got it, you have to give the other person a few moments to say the correct answer. And this is the first time that that system has broken down for me. So what happened was I asked the question uh, in which Florida Disney Park is the Tower of Terror located? And one player said MGM. Now, the correct answer is Hollywood Studios, which started off as MGM Studios. That's the original name of the park, but is now named Hollywood Studios.
2: <clears throat> Nolan, can I ask you a quick question?
0: Yes. Was it the Tower of Terror?
2: Was it called the Tower of Terror when it was MGM Studios as well?
0: Yes, it debuted in MGM okay. Studios. Okay. That's not the question I asked, though. I said, in which park sure. is, uh, in which Florida Disney Park is Tower of Terror located? So they said MGM, and I gave them a look that w- kind of was a giveaway. I gave him a look like, I-, I mean, you have to, though, that said, that's not what I'm looking for, basically. I didn't say that out loud, but I gave him a look like, you better come up with another answer. And then they said... Hollywood. And then the other player said Hollywood studios. And I said, you know, that is the complete answer that I'm looking for. Hollywood studios is the answer goes to this team. And the player on the other team was disgruntled and said, well, it was, you know, originally MGM. And I said, yes, I know, but it's not called MGM. It's called Hollywood studios now. And they said, Yes, it is. It is sometimes called Hollywood Studios and some other players in the crowd heard this. And then there was, you know, it started to be some like, no, 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 no. And they relented and and returned to their table. Um, And interestingly, I uh, I ran this past our friend John Lewis, who has been a, a guest here on the podcast before twitch.tv slash John Lewis. And uh, he lives in Orlando. He works in a theme park in Orlando. And he said, well, I would have accepted it because many people here called MGM still. And I was like, "Okay, but that's like a regional term. You know, that is not the name of it on legal documents. It is not called MGM. There's a reason for that. You know, it's been Tower or uh, Hollywood Studios for, I think, at least 10 years now. Mm -hmm. So. I don't know. What do you think? This is the first time that that kind of broke down for me where there wasn't like a clear, obvious, you know, like, okay, you got it. Um Maybe since the last time there was this much controversy over a uh, tiebreaker question for me was when Fletcher was upset that I asked the question, uh, What what does smelling black salt produce? Or black pepper produce? Yeah. And it's the a sneeze. sneeze. <laughs> yeah. Which I got off of uh, Trivia for Dummies board game card. I thought those would be good tiebreakers. Fuck that. I hate that question Fuck so that. much. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> that was years um, ago, by the way, when
2: I
3: was so first I'll-
0: starting out. I'll
2: say this if a team has i, I would say that Hollywood Studios is the right answer thank you um you know, I guess maybe language wise you could have said what current studio, but it's at what studio is it at it's at Hollywood floor Hollywood Studios, like that's your what theme park or whatever however it is you ask it's at Hollywood Studios, yeah now yeah, if you say m g m then people will know what you're talking about, but that's not the proper name of it right um it's like kind of like if you say oh can you go over to the Xerox machine, even if it's a Canon, you know what you're talking about, but it's not technically right.
0: Right. Um, Using the generic term.
2: Yeah. Now giving the look may have been a little much, and I don't know if they, um, well, I do say I will give you a look that
0: says that's not the right answer. You know, when I'm doing, well, the yeah, I
2: mean, I think the, the best way to do it is to say, I'm sorry. That's incorrect. Yeah. Maybe a and verbal not, thing, not tip. Exactly. Yeah. Not tip, uh, not tip the hat. Yep. And the fact that they, accidentally because i've i've had tiebreakers where someone's like you know uh george uh, mccartney john john lennon and it's like sorry your answer was paul mccartney (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. like i can't accept your second answer and then the second team goes oh it's john lennon um and that's on them for guessing twice even though they only get one guess so there's i guess a talent
0: to being a uh a tiebreaker player because it's such a lightning round style thing you know
2: that's you why have have I mean the, it's definitely the a whole thing. Yeah, you have to have the quickness of raising your hand and then the brain to follow it up quickly. Yeah. You know. Maybe I will and adopt the hand raise technique.
0: I think it's a good I think it's a good thing to adopt. If you don't have a buzzer. The shout oh, out. you borrow my buzzer. The shout out system is just uh it's not working for me. Yeah. I, I think you need to have some kind of pound a table or you know whack-a-mole or
2: raise your hand or something.
0: You know you on Jeopardy you're not system. allowed to buzz in until after the question's done being read. Which is very interesting
2: to me mm-hmm. because it seems like it would be very fun. I mean, I I don't know what it's like on stage. I guess you can just read it faster than you hear it. Um which is, you know, an interesting thing that you can read it before the host is done Saying it and right. you're just like waiting for him to say the
0: last word and when the last word is like you can see them buzzing. They're they're clucking, like trying to get in. Yeah, oh yeah. Know?
2: Yeah, that's true. I never I, I, I've seen that, but I completely they forgot all it. about that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, those are my controversies for the week. How about we uh go over our scores and our weekly wrap-up? Sounds good to me. Okay, as I mentioned last Thursday, you hosted Nice Guy's Pizza Trivia at Ollie's. Mm. And we want to congratulate just the tips who won with seventy-eight points, the upper class twats in second place with sixty-three points, and the Mark Davis Antitrust Act in third mm. with twenty points. They really thought you were moving into Ollies for uh, <laughs> taking over the downtown Cape Coral scene. <laughs> scene, and
2: I was fine with being blocked. That's okay. <laughs> it's it was uh, it was a very
0: good time. Thank you again for having me. Oh, thank you. And uh, quiz number 419 the following Wednesday at Pointy Bell Brewing Company. I was back in business. We had Yabo Mobile on site serving up a uh, new menu item, the meatball sub. Mm-mm-mm. Mm. It's very good. I, had I love those. a meatball sub. Uh, the quiz started with Daddy's Favorite taking rounds one and two before the Shiba Inu Illuminati picked up the dub in the final round, ending the quiz with 113 points. Daddy's Favorite in second was 79 points. And wicked bad bitches and hombres in third, with 55 points. Then the next night on Thursday, we had quiz number 420 at Ollie's Pub, which began with just the tips securing a tiebreaker victory over Death Stars are the best stars, while Theodore Sad Boy set the highest score in round two. But ultimately, it was tips who would secure the victory after round three, ending the quiz with 98 points. Sad Boy in second with 87 points, and Death Stars in third with 41 points. And, of course, we have to ask Mark how trivia went at Nice Guy's Pizza on Wednesday. (sighs) Barely recovered that one.
2: Yeah. Uh, Two weeks ago, um, the team was called Huzzah, um it was uh, a couple of uh, teachers that come out every once in a while. Uh, they won I do not remember their um, their winning points totally I apologize it's written down in my car and I'm in my boxers and uh, and a, a, a tank top. no no so I'm no. Not no. Going out you there go outside now. and
0: you give those neighbors a show <laughs>
2: right now <laughs> Oh, mister. trust me when I work from home I will go out I will drive to <laughs> I will drive to McDonald's in a t-shirt and boxers <laughs> because I'm like no way in hell I'm getting fully dressed. It's what I have to. Whatever. Yeah, Wow, that's rude uh, They just want to give them a free show And they are very welcome um, the, uh, Last week The first and second rounds Went to Glizzy Goblins With 30 points and 52 points But the last round Went to Stargape SG1 That's um, <laughs> Bobby Feldman, Mike Mitchell um, and Joe Doviak And a couple of other people coming in and yeah, it was a it was a powerful powerful team, um, winning the uh, evening. However, Whiskey Tango, ninety nine points. There were only two questions in the whole quiz they missed.
0: Wow, that is a they very, were on, almost
2: it. triple digits there on your quiz. And oh, Fuego, yeah, I ninety nine must have, must be one of the highest scores anybody's ever gotten on one of my uh, quizzes. So they
0: were they were on it right on well in case you Indeed. missed it folks if you want to uh join us this week you have a few opportunities to do so wednesdays we're live at pointy bell brewing company in fort myers florida for a no-nonsense trivia challenge based on your category requests please join us for your opportunity to win some free beer suggest categories for next week's quiz and enjoy tasty tasty food by yabo mobile that's at pointy bell on wednesdays at 7 30 p.m thursdays we're in cape coral also at 7 30 p.m that's at ollie's pub records and beer we hope you can join us then for opportunities to win ollie's gift cards which can be spent on records beer t-shirts comic books and more that's thursdays at ollie's pub in cape coral at 7 30 p.m and of course every week in cape coral you can play mark's trivia on wednesdays at nice guy's pizza or on zoom starting at 8 p.m and don't forget saturday june 25th it's our fourth anniversary live show no nonsense trivia podcast live taping Mm. that's saturday Mm. june 25th Mm. at ollie's pub in cape coral come out join us for a live episode that will be for episode number 408 which will be airing just a couple days after recording it's gonna be a good time that starts at 8 p.m You come experience the no no live And please book your flights. Yeah, get your Airbnbs. I know some people are coming in at least from other uh, areas of Florida right now. So at least one person can stay with me. I've got room. I got room for one person on my bed. Somebody call. So one person can come and stay with me. Call dibs. Just call dibs. And please don't forget to follow No Nonsense Trivia on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit, and join us on our Discord server to stay updated on all of our podcasts, streams, and events. Join us. Won't you? You... Oh, whoop!
1: Whoop!
2: (laughs) I like that we got some phonetic, oh,
1: whoops!
0: Yeah, we asked, and uh, thanks to Motor Liquor and somebody else you tried in first. i think it was uh, fade to one maybe <laughs> yeah those whoops are are peeking on my wave over here hey speaking of mcdonald's mm. reminds me of uh, taco bell another fast food restaurant <laughs> have you tried the mexican pizza no no interest uh well you know how i am with cheese
2: Um, and I know that it doesn't just have mozzarella. Um, I, I've thought about trying it because, um, some of the milder cheeses like cheddar or American, I can like handle, Mm -hmm. though I'm not like super pumped about it. So I thought about doing it. I may have had a Mexican pizza when I was younger. I would be much more inclined to try the Mexican pizza from middle school and high school that I would the Mexican pizza. Those are, those are great.
0: The, uh, the frozen pizzas you're talking about that Mm -hmm. are like octagonal. Yep. yep those are those hold up um and you can uh you can find recipes too and make those at home pretty easy but Ooh. this this mexican pizza from taco bell i find to be sus i do i don't know that it's the same recipe i remember enjoying it quite a bit when i was a kid and uh so you've tried it yes i got one and uh i can't say i enjoyed it i i would give it like a two out of ten maybe like a one out of five if you want to break That's it a down a problem
2: That's that's a problem with a lot of this stuff. They bring it back, but everyone knows, after so much time has passed, some greedy little fucking goblin got their hands in there and tried to like move some stuff around and change some stuff. I feel like there used to be
0: black olives and sour cream on it. Oh, that's interesting. And
2: maybe green onions. Both of those things. I like green onions. Yeah, this was not uh, all. It's just
0: cheese, beans, and meat, basically. And I added some sauce, but. Mm pretty flavorless maybe it's just the introduction of other menu items at this point like the crunch wrap supreme just go for that you know things have just gotten better all around yeah anyways as you say we're not here to talk about the mexican pizza from taco bell we are here (laughs) to ask trivia (laughs)
2: i like how you're bringing the the flavor of uh of lyrics to go i'm loving it man
0: great show great podcast (laughs) you got over there
2: uh, Thank you. yeah the newest episode was a little
0: alarming but uh shoop yeah oh well yeah i mean it's another classic and another instant classic as far as episodes go for you guys but <laughs> i i am excited about the episode that's dropping this week uh that was a crazy game of poker oh boy ar i've never heard that song <clears throat> you said to listen to it i went and uh, listened to all 10 minutes of it and <laughs> Who boy! I cannot wait to hear your <laughs> your take on that on lyrics. Oh go. my god! So go check yeah, that I'm out. to get in the zone. Um, we're gonna take a little break here, and then we're gonna come back with our first round of trivia.
2: And we're back now. I planned on asking this question. Unfortunately, um, something happened over the past week that made this uh, a pretty unfortunate uh, precursor to an event that happened. I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, disgruntled school board, treasurer Andrew Kehoe committed the largest mass murder in a school in U S history. When he killed 44 people
3: at Bath Consolidated School in what state? How many people? 44. Damn. Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, you know, certainly a timely question, you
0: know, given the recent events in, in Buffalo and in Texas. And uh, will no doubt continue in the future, because nothing seems to be di- being done about this problem on a legislative scale.
2: Yeah. I asked this last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, it ended up being, uh, you know, a, a poorly timed, uh, on, the, on the back end, uh, question, as far as school stuff is concerned. And it's, uh, you know, yeah. obviously... With a lot of people that we know and you having children in the school system, it's a
0: pretty tough pretty tough pill to swallow. yeah, I mean, you know, you talk with your kid and you're like, "How do you even bring it up?" you know yeah, so you don't want you don't want to freak them out. So you ask, "Hey, what kind of drills do you do in school? Do you remember like doing any drills this year?" And you see if they have anything, you know, because they're in elementary school where this last shooting took place. You ask them, you know, like you're trying to identify, like, what are they, you know, how are they framing this? Is it a lot? They call it a lockdown drill. Okay,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: what what do they tell you in the lockdown drill? Oh, I don't remember. That was at the beginning of the year. You know, and you just got to do your best, you know, to like prepare your kids without freaking out. And I mean, I broke down in the conversation that I had this week. It was too much, man.
3: It's too yeah. much. And I'm just one parent of millions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that
2: what's even more alarming is some of these kids are not freaked out. It's become so normalized that they're just like, yeah. You know, it's there's no there's no good that can happen. You know, it's either kids are alarmed and should be, or kids are not alarmed, and it's like, what? Where have we? Where are we that this has become expected almost? You know. Yes, and <clears throat> not, just, uh,
0: not just not uh, just schools. You know, it's been concerts, churches. Yeah, you know.
3: It, it, movie theaters. It, the school,
0: the schools cut deep because it's the children. But right. I don't, uh, you know. All I can say is, you know, vote these fuckers out. Vote in people that will do something about it. It's embarrassing, you know, in the on the on the world stage. It's embarrassing that we're dealing with this problem, mm. and we, we look like clowns. Yeah, when there are obvious solutions. I don't know the answer yeah. to this question. Um I'm going to say California. That is incorrect. Wrong. It is
2: in Michigan. Uh this happened in 1927. Um 44 to 45 people killed and another 58 injured. Um using a bomb and a gun. So, uh you know, unfortunately, you know, it's it was a problem then but not nearly the problem that it is now. And I think that tells you pretty much everything you need to know on some level, how much normal how much more normal it is uh,
0: you know, in this day and age. Yeah. And uh, you know, peace to the communities in, in Texas and elsewhere that, you know, are, are dealing with this and will continue to deal with this in the future till things change. On a on a lighter note, Mark, I have a question about Saturday morning cartoons for you. All right. Dollar the dog was a character who appeared frequently on what 1980s Saturday morning cartoon
3: that stars a Harvey comics character. I don't know any of this. (laughs) I mean, I know what Saturday morning cartoons are. You've heard of them.
0: Um,
2: Saturday morning, yeah. Saturday morning cartoon. I've heard
0: of Saturday morning, and I've heard a cartoon. Dollar. I was a kid. The ones. dog. Dollar the dog was a character who appeared frequently on what 1980s Saturday morning cartoon that stars a Harvey Comics character. I don't know what
3: Harvey Comics is. 1980s. Well, it's not the Snorks because they're underwater. Dollar the dog. That's right
2: um i'm gonna say richie rich
0: that is correct
2: oh man well done I, the Sush dollar out. yeah <laughs> that's i ended up having to just go with a dollar clue and i uh and i'm glad it paid off i don't even remember seeing a
0: richie rich cartoon to be honest with you oh yeah it was uh at least a few seasons i want to say maybe even more than five seasons um it had hmm. segments like regular segments that disappeared over time i remember looking up but yeah harvey comics also the uh comics publisher that owns casper or at least did at the time introduced casper the friendly ghost the mattresses, no <laughs> the mattresses? <laughs> no, mattress mattresses. no we're not talking about that hashtag not an ad a
2: mattress is like a mistress that lays on a mattress i guess well, i guess that's what a lot of mistresses do huh i guess i guess so <laughs> you,
0: you are a you're quite the for your Smith.
2: mistress a master hey, i didn't even i didn't even mean for it you're a master surprised me <laughs> this one surprised me and i'm curious to know if you know in the postal world what does the acronym s-a-s-e stand for
0: i remember this from uh watching saturday morning cartoons and such uh not Maybe not the cartoons, but Nickelodeon, definitely a lot of uh, kids programming before the internet, before you could go to a website, you would have to uh you know if you wanted to join a fan club or something you would have to send an sase a a self addressed stamped envelope correct very
2: good i sent an email to someone at work who is in i believe her 50s who did not know what sase stood for so i asked it as a question and only like two or three teams got it right huh all right i was shocked join more fan clubs send away for more collectibles that's what i say i'll also (laughs) say i have uh and it, I, I have an mail. uncomfortable amount of people at work who do not know where to write an address on an envelope. Where, like, what? Yeah. What do they do? like write it on the side, like along they put the edge? it on the upper right hand corner. Uh oh, or the upper left hand corner underneath the return address. Huh. All right, that one's a little I've bit had, better. I think I've had to tell people the address goes goes right in the middle. Wow. Please take this out and put it in another
0: envelope. what is this rough going this is like a home ec thing right is that where that should be taught like business i think well I'm, i'm talking about like in you know like primary school and stuff like that well i was thinking that like you probably learn it well i don't know i
2: can't remember home ec doesn't sound right i think home ec- maybe if
0: i remember correctly it's it's not just like cooking but it's like how, no, to, how to run it would a home. be in english yeah? it would be an english class i think that you learn when you learn like the formatting grammar. letters oh and yeah stuff, formatting letters you, you learn that, okay. that kind of stuff yeah i have a psychology question for you get in my brain which part of sigmund freud's model of the psyche
3: handles moral decisions I'll even say uh, which of the three parts of
0: Sigmund Freud's model of the psyche handles moral decisions. Hypocampus. No, That is, uh, yeah. that is not Oof. one of the okay, parts I of the model. Know. That is, that is a part of the brain and it is, I mean, okay. you know, um, I, and maybe oh, it might this, be, it might be the part of the brain where the moral, it, decisions just, are handled, hold on. But, you yeah. said
2: Freud. Yeah. Is that where he has the id? And the, is that him? That, uh, now you're barking at yeah, the right tree. Yeah, I fucked up. Yeah. I would say, uh, what the hell are
3: they? The id, the... Uh, um, moral decisions?
2: I, I'd say the id. No, it is the super ego. Oh, the, super the ego, ego, the super ego and the id. Is that right? Yes. Man, well, I'm surprised I knew that <laughs> after being... Uh, completely embarrassed it's, by guessing an actual physical part of the brain.
0: Yeah, it 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 started to, you know, creep its way out of your mind palace a little bit. Pick me, pick me Mark Davis. I'm the answer. <laughs> uh the hippocampus is involved in uh learning and memory. Okay. Huh. All right. That uh that makes sense.
2: I can't believe I just completely went over the the psychological like freudian part
0: and I was like thinking of actual brain, but you know, Yeah, and it looks like morality is too complex to be isolated to one part of the brain. There is a, uh, according to this uh, academic.oup article, it says the moral brain consists of a large functional network, including both cortical and subcortical anatomical structures. So moral decisions, uh, your brain has to send that around. It has to get approved by a bunch of different offices before it can go out. As a decision or choice
2: yeah well that makes sense i mean i'm sure there's many reasons that we do moral things yeah. that for ourselves and for society and also for instant gratification and long-term gratification it's a very complex thing don't blame me for being 10 minutes back late from lunch <laughs> like this part of my brain said that's okay yeah don't blame <laughs> me for pushing back the podcast for 30 minutes i wanted to watch an
0: f1 race I don't, man. That's just uh, one segment of your brain, not not your hippocampus, not (laughs) one in particular.
2: The sports segment. There was a group decision that went into that. Here's my last question of the first round. Affecting 10% of the population and related to trypanophobia, what does someone with belenophobia fear? Affecting 10% of the population and related to trypanophobia... That's T R Y P A N O P H O B I A. Are you familiar with trypanophobia? I think that's uh, small holes, fear of small holes. What does someone with balenophobia fear? That's B E L O N E P H O B I A.
0: Hmm. You did not confirm whether or not the small holes thing was trypanophobia. <laughs> Well, I was just asking if you
2: knew yeah I can't confirm or deny because it's part of the the question
0: I'm gonna go with it you've given me no reason to doubt myself despite your lack of confirmation Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna say what was it belenophobia correct associated with uh holes I'm gonna go with
2: buttons Sorry, that's incorrect. I believe I actually asked a question about um fear of buttons. Before. Yeah, I was hoping you did, and maybe you'd mm-hmm.
1: the correct answer for free. is
2: <laughs> the correct answer is needles.
0: Needles. Oh, blenophobia. Ten yes. percent of the population. That's okay. That that's probably way more common than a fear of buttons. One out of yeah, ten I, people being afraid of buttons. That would be. I was alarming. surprised it was only ten percent. I thought it would be more than that. Yeah, you're right.
2: I agree, but so it goes watch the documentary last night on kurt vonnegut yeah pretty good
3: would you done watch it on robert- again
2: <laughs> i would <laughs> it was done by robert weedy i don't know robert Weedy. yes you do i do did he write that
0: music or is he a curb guy he is a curb guy
2: he is oh. the producer director or producer he's the first name that you see when that music starts i see i see yeah all right i saw his name and i was like i know that name and i looked it up and i was like holy shit
0: uh is it as good as the zappa documentary
2: no no but i mean i also like music and like zappa mm. more than i like kurt Von- I- i've never read kurt vonnegut um but this made me want to read him
0: the slaughterhouse five Mm, cat's cradle mm-hmm. so it goes known for the phrase
2: that's what made me think about it i said so it goes and i was like hey wait a minute hmm. well
0: speaking of uh of music i have a music question kind of i mm. mean we talked about zappa okay notable performances by Jimi hendrix the who would be uh i believe their first major performances in the united states janice joplin And Otis Redding's first major performance in front of a predominantly white audience occurred at a rock festival in 1967 in what seaside Californian city? It is also known for the folk festival that occurred there just four years prior in 1963.
2: I'm pretty sure it's Monterey. Um, Monterey Folk Festival sounds right. I'm going to say Monterey that's correct very good
0: you know your music
2: there, a little
0: bit there are some great documentaries about uh both of those as well you can see performances from both those there's a monterey folk festival Ooh. i believe they're both in cr- the criterion collection so you can get a nice blu-ray if you'd like or uh you know you can rent it online as well
2: yeah i'll have to check that out i uh i, re- I don't know if we ever talked about it on here but the summer of love documentary done by Questlove mm-hmm. um about a uh Oscar-winning documentary, right? Yes. Oh, my God. Did you see it? I have not. It is so good, Lee. It's so good, and it's got some amazing performances on it as well, Um, and some great interviews. So definitely worth checking out. If you love music, especially soul music um, and, and whatnot, and, you know... You know what it was like to be black in the 1970s there's a lot of conversation about the situation and and this giant me- music festival that happened in harlem uh that
0: was a game changer it was fantastic right on i'll have to check that out we're going to take a break and uh we're going to come back with some of our less than stellar performances with a uh, miscorrection, and then we'll be right into our second round of trivia oh yeah And it's time for some miscorrections. <laughs> miscorrections. <laughs> Just one miscorrection, I think, unless you you caught anything uh, in the Discord. But I said, and I don't remember saying this, and I feel like a damn fool for saying it. But apparently, I said that Dallas did not get the question about the read technique right. And he emailed us to remind me that he did, in fact, get that question about the nine-step interrogation process, the read technique. Uh, he did get it right. I checked the record. Absolutely got that right. He did not wager oh. anything on it, but his team did win that quiz. So that, Ooh. to me, I mean, it really did make a difference. That was uh, quiz number 393 at Ollie's. So I want to apologize uh, to Dallas for that uh, because they need to give credit where credit is due. He requested that category. It was a final question. He did get it right. Well done. Good job. Sorry. And goofed. Uh, yeah, yeah. And we got a comment here on, uh, you know, he was recently a guest. Somebody on Discord said just listening to the latest podcast and laughing. Dallas cheaters catching hot tips. Sometimes there are genuine reasons to be on a phone during trivia. I need to have a babysitter to do pub trivia and need to stay connected to updates and texts. And to that, I would just say, I I totally understand that. But at my trivia, it's like 20 minutes. You know, I mean, is there like I understand there could be an emergency, but like if you have vibrate on in your pocket, you know, if it's emergency, I'm sure somebody's gonna be spamming you a lot. You know. I think 20 minutes is a reasonable amount of time to ask somebody to uh, not be on their phone, even if they have a babysitter, because if you're having like 20 minute check ins with your babysitter that's I mean you're not even enjoying yourself at that point, you know? 20 minutes. That's all I'm saying. No bigs.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can we can argue this back and forth. I you know, I I feel like uh obviously there are some people that just feel more comfortable and better um you know, about uh about being able to be on their phone and being attached to whatever worries there may be. I know I always felt the same way as a manager and you're right that twenty minutes no one's going to uh no one's gonna die or anything, but
1: you
0: know, so even so like just... I said, you can have it on vibrate in your pocket, you know, so you can, you know, okay, somebody is trying to get a hold of me, but I can wait ten minutes to check on it, versus wow, like somebody is texting me like nonstop. You know, for like 30 seconds, it must be an emergency. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What did people do before cell phones? <laughs> they just didn't leave their house ever. <laughs> they left as a family. Yeah. Now they can just we leave. Can, and we leave can go as home. far as this phone cord will reach. <laughs> and we got a 100 foot cable. Oh, God.
2: Yeah, those 100 foot cables where someone would grab the base of the phone and walk five rooms away yeah make a giant tripping hazard I,
0: I always thought that that like when i saw that in movies i always thought like wow that's like some pimp shit right there like walk around oh, with yeah. your phone you're not just like you know tied to the wall you can walk around your your house by carrying your phone genius i've been i can't uh, wait till i'm been, a grown up and i can walk around holding my landline phone i've
2: been <laughs> watching the sopranos and uh there's a lot of corded phone walking into another room and you know trying to get away and shitty cell phones that flip open etc you drink a lot of juice on that show Did you ever
0: notice
1: that
2: yeah oh yeah there's a scene where he yells about uh having too much pulp in his juice and yeah. his wife throws a cordless phone at him actually
0: oh wow <laughs> and we've <laughs> come full circle we have if All you right. have a miscorrection, a if if you want to write us with a rate my question or rate us with a write my question. Or even if you just have a little no note, you can write to us at no nonsense or call us at 1929 356-6966 or find us on social media. And if you have yet to do so, please take a moment to review our show on Apple, Spotify, Pod Chaser, Good Pods, or wherever else you might find our show available to be rated lee here's a question for you
1: i How think many- it's my
0: turn to go first mark is it
2: yes oh, geez okay
0: it is i apologize i have a question for you about movies okay christian slater plays reporter
3: daniel malloy in what 1994 horror film hmm. christian slater plays reporter Daniel Malloy in what
0: 1994 horror film? Horror film,
2: huh? Mm-hmm. 1994 Christian Slater horror film. I feel like there's something sneaky going on. I feel like you've got some
3: sneaky thing happening. If you're asking if this has a uh, B for built-in hint, you'd be correct. But that's not sneaky that's me trying to help you what
2: 1990 christian slater plays a reporter and what 1994 horror movie that's right uh well if there's a hint i don't get it
3: um maybe it's a little b maybe b
0: can i modify this question and send you over the edge into (laughs) the realm of illumination Christian Slater plays
3: reporter Daniel Malloy in what 1994 gothic horror film (sighs) oh okay I thought that would do it for you Christian Slater in a gothic horror film Huh. That did not push me over the edge, my friend. Daniel Malloy. That's the character's name. Christian Slater. That's the
2: actor's name. There he is. Gothic horror film. That's the genre. 1994. That's the year it was released. <laughs> you got it. You got all the variables. <laughs> <laughs> are in the um, right spot here
0: i don't know um, one more hint sure <laughs> christian slater plays reporter daniel malloy in what 1994 gothic horror film based on a novel by Anne rice
2: oh interview with a vampire
0: that's correct oh wow yep so the reporter is the I hint. don't remember Christian Slater being in that movie at all. He's, I mean, a lot of the movie is flashbacks because the stories are being told. So he is kind of the, like the grandpa and the princess bride, you know, he's the one that ties <laughs> the whole thing together. He's like a rug. He really ties the whole room together. Yeah, man. Uh, speaking well, of which, our Patreon, if that. you want to uh, watch mm. The Big Lebowski with myself and Mark Davis and our friend Eric Froe Brandt. You can uh, sign up to our Patreon and listen to our alternate trivia commentary track with that movie, as well as uh, several other bonus uh, episodes, including some uh, theme stuff, some geography quizzes that Mark and Kyle have taken, uh, some music quizzes, some movie theme quizzes that we've done. And most recently, my personal 420 quiz from Mm. uh, April 20th this uh, last year, hosted a uh, cannabis themed quiz at Pointy Bell. And Mark took that quiz for a bonus episode, and you can go test your medal against Mark on that quiz. See how you do. See how well I know weed. Mm-hmm.
2: I we're we're going to keep it spoiler-free
0: well. spoiler here, but, yeah,
2: you know, go check it out. Here is your first question in the second round from me. How many
3: hurdles are there in a 400-meters hurdle race? Let's see here. You want to get...
0: It's so that you have enough running going on that you can jump. You don't want it to be too many jumps too quickly. Yeah. You're not Mario.
2: Or Luigi. He's a real jumper. Is he? Well, if you remember Mario 2, Luigi is the high jumper right toad is very strong He can pull stuff out of the ground very fast princess peach can float right mario is just the most all around gotcha all right yeah you're right
3: then you're not luigi there'll be no haunted mansion for you no sir anyway how
0: many hurdles in a 400 meter hurdle dash is that what you said yes a
3: hurdle dash hurdle race hurdle race One every 100 meters is not enough, I don't think. But one every 50 meters might be too many. So I'm going to split the difference here and say six.
2: I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Ten is the correct answer. Ten. One every 40 meters, huh? Yep. They get cooking.
0: I don't know how far a meter is, but... Three feet. You know, It's every 70 feet mm. I guess that's enough time to land and then ramp up speed again. Oh God. I mean running sucks. Imagine adding periodic <laughs> jumping to that. High jumping, too.
2: These hurdles aren't like something to fucking laugh at. It's not like jumping over a cat. Yeah, we're talking a
0: motherfucking hurdle here. Those are big bitches. My grandparents had a picture of my uncle jumping over a hurdle when he was in high school. And it always intimidated me, that photo, because it's like, you've got this in you. It's yeah. in your genetics. You could do this, but. You know, this is a possibility. Yeah. When push comes to shove, you
2: yeah. can probably jump over most of my body. <laughs> but I'm going to get can't. a face full of your balls. <laughs> more than likely.
0: All right. I have a uh, festivals question for you. Festivals, the uh, requested category at my trivia came up with this question. Until the COVID-19 pandemic, food fighters would gather annually in Valencia, Spain to hurl what kind of food at each other in the city streets? Tomatoes. That's correct. Very
2: good. Yes. I was going to I was going to I was going to say a little bit on it, but this is a very long episode. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured I would just go ahead and, yeah just cut right through it. So you're you're familiar with La Tomatina? I am. Yes. Okay. I don't think it's been asked here, but I, I I remember seeing pictures from it. I think, and I was like, Oh boy."
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, tens of thousands of people go to this. They are advised not to throw the tomatoes at uh at the buildings. You know, only at people, and also crush them before you throw them, so they don't hurt as badly oh that Um, makes sense that's one of the rules that you're supposed to do but i had people answering all sorts of things like grapefruits and you know you just get beaned with one of those things i don't think so tomato classic food fight uh food maybe if you don't
2: crush it you bruise it a bit so it'll explode more on impact at the very least
0: but you should probably follow the rules oh yeah i think you can be banned actually they've got like a few rules that seem pretty serious you imagine being a referee at the fucking tomato throwing food fight festival? It would suck. Jesus Christ. All you're looking for you is the uh, bad half. actors that are like trying to hurt people with tomatoes. <laughs> right. Yeah. I did squish it. I did squish it enough. You got to throw f- the flopping. tomato. You can't just hold the tomato while you punch somebody, sir. <laughs> sir. Slaps one in the face sir. of the tomato.
2: Sir. Here's your next question. What food gets its name from the
3: Nahuatl word? Meaning swelling fruit or fat thing. What
2: food gets its name from a Nahuatl word? That's N A H U A T L. Meaning swelling fruit
0: or fat thing. I got something that
2: is nicknamed Fat
0: Thing. <laughs> Well, we we know the Nahatl word uh for avocado was like uh based on testicle, right? That's an early alligator no, no. them
2: them alligator nuts. These things look like alligator nuts.
0: Man, that looks like an alligator nuts. There it is. Classic drop. We never use that drop, but classic drop. No.
3: This is one of the only times we can actually use it. Yeah. That. Um fat thing or you just said it was a food or did you say it was a
2: fruit i said it's a fruit or i'm sorry i said it's a food but the
3: word means swelling fruit or fat thing Mm. i don't think it's pomegranate that's apple it's like a french word uh apple Grape, tomato, maybe it's tomato, pumpkin, squash, cantaloupe, honeydew, tomato
0: asparagus no that's not swelling (laughs) that's not looks that's like the wimpiest looking vegetable tomatoes kind of swell i don't know what tomato means and i mean wouldn't it be cute if you uh followed my question up with this tomato it's almost too cute um i'm gonna go with it tomato that's
2: correct
1: hey. congratulations
2: hey. i just happen to have a question sitting in the uh nice sitting sitting in the wing uh for about uh, about tomatoes so how perfect
0: man the the nahatl uh people their food you got avocado and tomato you're eating good you might get hey. sacrificed to the sun god and your heart ripped out of your chest but <laughs> you're eating good you're eating good until then yeah there are Natural worse ways, right ways to, to go avocado maybe absolutely. not absolutely i don't know Ancient South Asia, my final category for this round for you. Also known as the Vedic religion and predating Hinduism. What religion of the Indus Valley has a name that refers to the concept of a single binding unity in all that exists in the universe? I'll read that one more time for you. Also known as the Vedic religion and predating Hinduism. What religion of the Indus Valley has a name that refers to the concept of a single binding unity in all that exists in the universe?
2: Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's something that is still practiced or what. The only thing I can really think of, and I don't know if it's supposed to, it predates Hinduism. I don't know if it's supposed to be in the same area or whatever, but I'm going to guess Buddhism.
0: Bra- no i'm sorry the answer mm. is brahmanism brahma being the uh, concept the of, bowl of the yes the single binding unity and all that exists in the universe mm. brahmanism
2: okay i don't know that i've ever heard of it
0: uh, i've seen I've it before um i definitely read more about it when researching this question than i had uh, previously but you know uh foolishly and stupidly i always remember thinking like oh it's like brahmanism like hey brah you know up, and th- that's pretty idiotic but yes it uh, the name itself refers to the concept of a single binding unity in all that exists in the universe kind of laying the groundwork for hinduism to come later
1: Hmm.
2: all right here's your last question for me and i know you love them in what decade
3: was the first miss world competition held miss world so there's uh, miss
0: america which is a beauty contest um, and then Miss Universe, I think, is a bodybuilding contest. Miss World, I'm not familiar with at all, but I'm gonna guess it's another beauty contest because they have um I feel like I've seen like, you know, You're Miss correct. Argentina, Miss, you know, Chile. Um not familiar with the history of uh of beauty contests. I know that they've
3: you know fallen more out of favor here in these more progressive times. Uh, I say that
0: in quotes, of course, more progressive times in other ways were more superficial than ever.
3: But, uh, this just seems like, I'm going to guess that Miss America came first.
0: And then Miss world came afterwards. Miss America.
3: Maybe in the 70s and 80s. Miss World in the 90s.
0: Maybe even the 2000s. I'm, I'm going to go with the 1990s. Wrong. Sorry, that's incorrect. The uh, Miss America
2: pageant started in 1921. <sighs> Miss World in the 1950s. Okay. Yeah. It's been a long time since
0: we've been parading women around. <laughs> yeah, is that still going, Miss World? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did they do they still have Miss America? Did one of those get shut down? Or am I thinking of the circuses? I'm thinking, I of, think the circuses. You're thinking of the circuses. Yeah. yeah.
3: So we got the human We're not circus. parading around elephants yeah. anymore.
0: <laughs> still only human beings
2: cuz we're not shocking them to uh teach them to do tricks. They can do them on their own.
0: Yeah, thank God Essen's not here for that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's take a little break and then we will uh, be back with a rate my question. We're back and it's time for a rate. My question.
2: Re- my question. I got lost somewhere in there and I don't know how that's going to sound. Going to but sound you know. It
0: sounded good on my end. Okay, good. Yeah. I'll chorus affect mine and I'll, I'll mute <laughs> yours. Uh, we have, uh, he was just on, but he sent in a question we got a question here from Dallas. Dallas writes alluding to its mission. To be in the forefront of intelligence collecting, what does 303rd uh, MI, is that military infantry, battalion's motto, Primi Nocere, translate to? Primi Nocere. Alluding to its mission to be in the forefront of intelligence collecting, what does 303rd MI battalion's motto, Primi Nocere, translate to? I would guess it maybe means military intelligence. Premi, i was thinking is like uh not premature baby but a uh like first like prime mm-hmm. you know um so you think it's military intelligence i was thinking like first Just knowledge. i was guessing
2: mi i'm saying is i think military intelligence. oh right 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 i might be wrong It might be military infantry
0: we can Premium, look it up no
2: sayer but...
0: mm-hmm. how do you spell that p-r-i-m-i space N-O-S-C-E-R-E.
3: Hmm. I was thinking first knowledge. Maybe it's No This is Latin or
0: Italian?
2: That's what I was thinking. It seems kind of Italian. Can you read it one more time? Just I mm-hmm. just need the beginning part mostly.
0: Alluding to its mission to be in the forefront of intelligence collecting. What does 303rd Military Intelligence Battalion's motto Premi no ser translate to to be in the forefront of intelligence, forefront collecting. of intelligence. That's why I was thinking first knowledge, like you're right out of the gate. Premi is like you know, premier first.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, we can go with that. I, it's definitely first something, I think. First um, knowing.
3: I don't know if it's, it's gonna, a motto, yeah. It might be something like knowledge first.
2: It could be, you know, like, sort of like uh, in Spanish sometimes. The it's
0: reverse.
1: Things will be flipped.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it would be no ser preemie if, if it was
3: flipped. I could, it could be, be wrong, though. I think one of the first things people tell you when, they're trying to, when you're trying to learn another language is
2: don't try to equate it to your language. Mm-hmm. Because so many places do stuff differently. For instance, in Spanish, when you're talking in plurals and you're using an adjective to explain a thing, that adjective is also pluralized. Mm-hmm. So you'd say, greens
3: shirts, which is very bizarre to me. But that's just how they do. Doesn't really have anything to do with this question. So it's you would fun- say, camesas verdes? Yeah. C. Si.
0: Ever since you embarrassed me with the uh, Zorro question, I've been back on my Duolingo.
2: Ugh. <laughs> i got to like, get back on my Duolingo. I, I, could,
0: it. Uh, I could sharpen up a little bit. I've I pretty minister. much stopped with Wordle at this point. I'm keeping up with Quizzle and Duolingo. That's, those are my knowledge apps. And I need to, I need to throw back my uh, Geography Maps quiz back into the, the mix as well.
2: I've been um, Wordling with Mike. Mm. He's my wordle guy. We send our wordles back and forth to each other still. primi no ser
3: um yeah we can go with we can go with first knowledge okay let's see here First to know first to know mm. I don't know uh
0: I, I I don't know if that's acceptable or not. We said first knowledge. <laughs> First to know, our uh, our grammar is not good. Basically, I don't know. If, well, I don't know if I would
2: accept that. Yeah, I would. I would be curious to know whether or not Dallas would take it. It may be one of those, um, you know, if other teams got it right, or if one other team got it actually right, then we probably wouldn't have gotten it. But if no other teams got it, or guess the same thing, he may have given it to us. But I mean. I guess it's technically not right. But,
0: no, it's uh, I mean, we it, we're talking about the, the like the first knowledge and the motto actually translates as like, you know, it's referring to the people who know first. Mm-hmm. So I got to say that we, we would get that wrong, um, which huh. might make this a pretty difficult question unless you uh, maybe know Italian. Is this Italian or is this Latin? I, I want to no say idea. it's Latin. I know that Italian is based on Latin,
2: but yeah, where does one end and the other begin? I don't know. I think maybe the way you read it too, made me think it was Italian. Cause you're like, no, sir. Yeah. <laughs>
3: oh well. So
0: pretty difficult question.
3: I would say, um, I am going to give this a PIBs straight up PIBs.
0: Um, All uppercase maybe um maybe a lowercase p military trivia while requested is not a very popular request but i don't know that this relies on military knowledge necessarily obviously if you're in the military and you're familiar with the 303rd battalion you you know you're going to know this but there are other ways to get to the answer um i think if you know latin or uh, Italian, you're going to have, or even Spanish, you're going to have a little bit of an easier time getting close to it. But the answer is so specific, I kind of, you know, I, I don't know where to lowercase this, but there's something about it that just says this is just a difficult question. Um, but I'm not I'm not going to think too hard about it. I think it's a fine question. I would just make this like probably a five to seven pointer, probably at my trivia. Uh, I think it's yeah. a little difficult to come uh, come on to the answer unless you're going to be kind of lenient about the answer. But in that case, then I don't know if that really holds up to the scrutiny of a, you know, a good quiz master with integrity. Um, that's a little too lenient for me. So I, I would want the actual answer, probably. And for that, I would I would say that this is a, a, a difficult one. But yeah, I'm going to give this full PIBs. I think that the wording about alluding to its mission to be in the forefront of intelligence collecting It's a great direct hint to the answer. Um, If you're paying attention to it, you know, it can it can really get you a lot of the way there. And uh, maybe I'll give it a lowercase s. um, Just to not end with a preposition, I think translate to, um, you know, just clean up the, the language a little bit. But solid question. Full pibs. What do you think? I'll give it an A.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I I feel like, yeah, I feel like only people that speak that language, whatever it is, are going to, or maybe I guess people in the armed forces are really going to have an honest to God shot if you're looking for specifically first to know. Um, and so I think that makes it pretty, you know. A, a pretty small um, sliver of people. Um, so, I mean, it's a fine question. Um, Did you agree? It's pretty difficult, though. Oh yeah, yeah. that's, that's kind of what I'm saying. It's mm. it's almost a little too, um, it's almost a little too nuanced and a little too specific.
0: It's probably the best answer that you could get. Because you don't want to ask like which battalion is it, that would be even more difficult you'd have to you'd have to like have the military knowledge in order to to get that so on this subject matter and this this could be an interesting uh uh field of trivia, even like just different battalions mottos you know might make for a good bonus round
2: right, yeah, I could see that i mean I think there's something you could do where you could flip flip it around and make it so it makes
0: sense or, you know, so it's a little bit easier at least, but it's a fine question. Hey, if you have a rate, my question or a miscorrection, or even just a little no note, you can write to us at no nonsense, trivia, gmail.com or call us at one nine, two, nine, three, five, six, six, nine, six, nine, six, six, give us a phone call. We haven't had one in a while. Yeah, let hear on. your voice. What the fuck?
2: Mark? Here is your last question of the evening. Mrs. Hudson is the landlady and
0: housekeeper of
2: what famous literary character who was first introduced in
3: 1887? Landlady and housekeeper. 1887. Well, I start thinking about Edgar Rice Burroughs. I started thinking about Tarzan,
0: but... He was, I think, wealthy. I don't know that he had a landlady. Um, and there's John Carter. Who was, I think, a Confederate soldier before going to Mars. Did they keep that in the Disney version or did
3: they become a Union soldier? I don't remember. Who saw that movie anyway? I don't know. Not it. Anyway. um. I don't think it's Zorro. Don Quixote, Mrs. Hudson. No.
0: And I think Don Quixote even predates 1887.
2: Uh,
3: Senorita Hudson. Let's see. <clears throat> Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz. Peter Pan. Alice from Alice in Wonderland. Landlady. Oliver Twist. Sounds British. Mrs. Hudson. You said 1887? Yes. Housekeeper. Landlady. Literary character.
0: I'm trying to remember Alice's life outside of uh, Wonderland. I
3: don't remember, like, if she had a housekeeper or what her background is at all.
0: And maybe that's because there's no Miss Hudson in that story. I just need to accept that. I don't know anything about Oliver Twist. I don't know why I feel like this could be the, uh, the answer, though. Can I hear the question one more time, please? Absolutely Mrs.
2: Hudson is the landlady and housekeeper Of what famous literary character
0: Who was first introduced in 1887 Maybe it is Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's Sherlock Holmes British And uh, he's a detective He's not cleaning up after himself in the 1880s The year sounds about right I think
3: Watson, Hudson, Moriarty. Go with Sherlock Holmes. Lee, that's right. Congratulations. What a fucking sus.
2: All right. Thank you. Way to be. Thank you. A lot of people got that right. I was kind of surprised. I I had no clue, Um, Mm -hmm. but I'd say a bulk of the team has got it right. So I was kind of surprised you didn't jump off immediately knowing it.
0: Yeah, it took me a second. I'm not too familiar with uh, you know, the the characters in Sherlock Holmes. I haven't watched the BBC series, I haven't watched the Robert Downey Jr. movie. I have a collected volume, which I haven't read. So uh I just got lucky basically. Well good job. My last question for you is about franchises. I'm gonna ask you about a franchise character here, not a Madison Square Garden franchise like uh Billy okay. Joel you know <laughs> i'm talking about another Jesus. franchise at more than 88 billion dollars what japanese cartoon character has earned its owner more in merchandise
3: sales than mickey mouse winnie the pooh and star wars hello kitty
2: you got it mark that's right Woo! Very good. I was not going to doubt myself. I know that Hello Kitty's been around for a minute and I know that sh- that she is just on every fucking thing known to man. Mm-hmm. Great for kids, great for
0: adults. I just had to go with it. Yeah, merch the fuck out. Yes, basically. absolutely. Yeah. Um there was a, especially a period of time in Sanrio, uh the uh, the company that owns Hello Kitty in the late 90s to early 2000s just like a merchandise boom teapots lunch boxes backpacks shoes shirts purses cartoons everything the whole Uh, nine yards yeah we had uh, some people writing down goku uh dragon ball z characters uh no no hello kitty 88 billion dollars in merchandise revenue hot damn do you know what city hello kitty lives in i don't london Do you know? Really? Yes. Do you know Hello Kitty's last name? Cat? Nope. It's uh, Kitty White is her name. Really? I was looking through this because I I thought maybe I'd ask you this question um, on the podcast, and I've asked nine Hello Kitty questions (laughs) in trivia before, only once before on the podcast back in episode uh, 190 when we were talking about the crossover with uh, Gundam for the 40th anniversary where there's a giant Hello Kitty robot, but yeah definitely a uh, huge pop culture figure in the world yes
2: wow holy cow i'm uh glad i knew a couple of those hello kitty freaks yeah in high school and beyond that were just like obsessed with everything hello kitty she is
0: cute absolutely great character design great world design there's a bunch of other characters in the universe too yeah yeah but who cares about them well, I mean, people—it's a—it's a hot, highly requested category. If I ask the right oh, no, question, no, no, so saying. maybe we'll do a Hello Kitty themed quiz one of these days. Oh, there you go. I'll have to get That'd all that uh, merchandise that didn't sell in the '90s off eBay <laughs> for cheap, and then all right on the cheap. Whoever wins tonight's quiz gets 100 Hello Kitty socks. <laughs> that would be someone's dream, I'm sure. Mark, thank you for Please. joining me via Zoom. For this episode of the no nonsense trivia podcast. Wonderful. Mm. Talk to you and quiz with you. Likewise. And thanks for listening. Everyone. Please join us every Monday morning for a new episode by subscribing to no nonsense trivia podcast on your favorite podcast platform. You can support the no, no in several ways. The easiest by sharing this episode on your social media accounts with your friends. You could also leave us a written review on your favorite podcast platform. And you can support the podcast on Patreon by visiting our website, thenono.com and clicking the support link at the top, which will take you to our Patreon page.
2: Thank you to our Patreon supporters for helping us out with the show, including a huge thanks to our quiz daddies, Brandon Long, Adam Volk at Esme and Red Crest Fried Chicken. They are funded at like 67 or 68% right now. So really making that big push at the final, hoping hoping to make that happen for them. Tim with Pat's Garden Service, Tommy, and of course, Gil.
1: It's it's Gil. Gil.
2: our team captains Matt Mo Rick G Skylar Kristen Fletcher Lydia OG Aaron and David Holbrook David Holbrook David Holbrook. Thanks to our proverbial lightkeepers, Frank, Trent, Grant, Rob, Captain Nick Williams, Kate, Rachel, Moo, Tim Gomez, aka Mappy 1984, Lucas, Carly, Sarah, Cooper, Hank, Luke, Manu, Matthew, Spencer, Lisa, Ryan, Adam, John Lewis, Nabil, Ricky F Justin P
0: justin pitching tomatoes in the streets of spain and justin m justin monterey trivia festival and thanks to our Humbles Nailed Skins, Tim,
2: Binsky, Nathan, Issa, Cy, Kara, Megan, Christopher, Brandon, Ed, Dylan, Sarah, Fox and Five, Laurel, Aaron, H-Bomb, Lauren, MJ, Stephen, Kenya, Dallas had all of my favorite things from the screen, Allison, Paige, Kevin,
0: Sarah, Alex, Mike C. Mike calls his story, Interview with a Quizmaster. Mike J. Mike joined the cast of Richie Rich in later seasons as Money Mike. And Mike K. Mike keeps his super ego in check with the Brahma in mind. There you go. If you'd like to write us with a rate my question. Or rate us with a rate my question. Or a missed correction. No nonsense is the email address or you can call us at 1929 356 six. <laughs> so And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at NoNonsenseTrivia, and on Twitter at no Non-Trivia.
2: We have a Facebook group. <laughs> we have a Facebook group you can join as well. Just go on Facebook and search for the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast to join us there. And finally, don't forget to leave us a rating on your favorite podcast service. 5 stars only, please. Until next time, No Nonsense listeners. Have a great and safe week.